Hello there, and welcome back to the Marketing SOS Podcast. My name is Eric E., and I was wondering, have you ever had to do something with one arm tied behind your back? Have you ever had an experience where the environment or the industry or things were kind of out of your control and put pressure on you, guided you to only work in certain ways, or kind of restrict you from doing different things? A lot of the times I find these environments kind of fun. Uh, They kind of let you flex different muscles and make you be creative with how you approach things. And that's kind of what we're dealing with today with Ian, who is in a regulated industry here in Canada that can be quite tough. It's a new industry. It's an exciting industry. It has a product that almost sells itself. But with that comes a lot of regulations and a lot of different ways or different restrictions imposed on companies on how they can do business, how they can advertise. I think it'll be a really interesting conversation for anyone listening about this industry, just in terms of learning how tough it can actually be to advertise. And that industry we're talking about is cannabis, the newly legal, federally legal industry here in Canada for just under a year now. So we'll get to Ian's question just after this. Ian writes, Hi Eric, I'm on the marketing team of one of Canada's newest and exciting industries, cannabis. The recreational market officially became legal on October 17th of 2018, and since then, we've been building our brand and getting our product into the hands of consumers. I don't know how familiar you are with the Canadian cannabis advertising laws, but suffice to say, they are quite restrictive. We have very little we can do in terms of branding or packaging. We cannot advertise publicly or we risk losing our license. We are allowed to have social media channels and websites, but the content on them is highly scrutinized by Health Canada. I would love any ideas you might have on how to set our company and products apart from competitors when the laws we fall under really make it difficult to do so. Thanks, Ian. So Ian, I'm actually pretty familiar with regulations and laws here in Canada and the restrictions on advertising and producing and a lot of different things for cannabis. And for everyone else in the audience, I'll set up how the industry is regulated. So in Canada, we have Health Canada, which is a governing body that kind of oversees, it's kind of like the FDA and a bunch of other departments in the United States that kind of oversees anything that can impact the health of Canadians. So one of the things that they oversee is cannabis and its use, the laws, restrictions, and rules surrounding everything from how it's produced, tracking, its growth, its destruction, the security, the safety, the staff of the facilities. They have their finger in almost every facet from cultivation through to production, to packaging, to sales, to advertising. There's laws and restrictions around everything that the people in the campus industry can actually do. So for a few examples, I actually consider the restrictions on cannabis here in Canada way more restrictive than what you see in the United States in any of the states that are out there. It's actually even more restrictive here in Canada than advertising and promotion for alcohol and even tobacco. In many ways, tobacco has a little more that it can do in terms of advertising. So as a bit of a background on what some of these regulations look like in terms of advertising and promotions, here's a couple. 
I'm gonna keep it high level and not get into everything, but just give you an idea of what it's like. So, there's no lifestyle images. What does that mean? So you know those Bud Light commercials when you see people having a good time at a party, holding the beer but not drinking it? You cannot do that. You can't show any kind of uh, positive emotion or positive association with the product whatsoever. You can't show any kind of a lifestyle. So even if on my product packaging or on my social media page, a canvas company can't show someone doing yoga or even a silhouette of someone doing yoga on like a mountaintop or in a studio because now you're trying to associate your product with the benefits of yoga and that lifestyle or showing a sense of calm. You can't associate your product with any kind of feeling or lifestyle. So you couldn't call your products rise or thrive, calm, serene, things like that are completely off the table because they're putting some kind of association on the product. Crazy, right? It absolutely is. So obviously you can't advertise to anyone under 18 either. So no minors can be advertised to. Totally get that. And now they go one step further and you cannot advertise in any space where a minor could even potentially see it. So a billboard on the highway, out of the question. Print magazine that a minor could happen to pick up in a doctor's office, you can't do it. You can only do advertising in places where the audience has already been age-restricted in some fashion. So, is that an R-rated movie before the movie? Possibly. In a bar? Or people have already been carded and their IDs have been checked? Maybe. The issue is that if you ask specific things like this to Health Canada, can I advertise before a radar movie? They will not give you a yes or no answer. They will only tell you if you're doing something wrong or if they notice a competitor doing something wrong. So it's... Even those beer commercials that you see at like 8 p.m. on TV, you can't do it. Budweiser being a sponsor of the NFL, cannabis companies could not do that. It's crazy. Now, I know I mentioned before that the cannabis advertising laws are more restrictive than, say, tobacco even. And while tobacco you can't advertise here in Canada, it's so much more restrictive on cannabis. Even your company name for your cannabis company, you need to restrict it from the possibility of it even being seen by a minor. So if you just had like Budweiser on a sign, not any advertising at all, you're gone. You can't do that in the cannabis business. You can't do any paid search. You can't do any display ads unless you're very kind of walking the line. There's certain people that, that are doing it right now with like newspapers or like the newspaper websites or those newspaper networks because the newspapers say that the majority of their audience is of a certain age range, but I don't think Health Canada is going to like that, and they're eventually going to clamp down on it. So even packaging. On the cannabis packaging, you need warning symbols. There's a big THC pot leaf red warning label, or warning symbol that needs to be on there, and your logo must be of equal size or smaller than that THC warning label. Everything has to be on plain packaging, and you have to have rotating bright yellow cautionary warning labels that rotate every so many product runs that you do. You can't do any kind of bright colors. It's like white labels on white packaging or black labels on black packaging. It's really tough. 
And it's really tough to differentiate your product. Like visually to differentiate your product from others, it's very tough to do because you all kind of have the exact same packaging. But it's also kind of nice because it really comes down to the quality of the product that you have. So you can't even sponsor events. You can't have logos appearing at events. You cannot pay influencers. There are some companies doing it and they're probably getting caught by Health Canada because everyone's routing each other out. You have to document every single marketing and ad expense to the dollar and report it to Health Canada at the end of every year. And then at that point with that report, then they can come back at you for all of your activity last year and penalize you. There are a lot of companies in the space that are pushing the boundaries and walking very close and very slightly over the line of what is mandated by Health Canada. So it kind of comes down to this. The ways you can do it is who are you and what is different about your product? How has it grown? What's the quality? Is it medical? Is it positioned recreationally? What's the THC percentage? What's the CBD content? You have to find a unique position and voice and niche down. Do not try to market to everyone here. Like you could be the number one veteran PTSD cannabis on the market. You should really try to niche down here and target certain aspects. Everyone's going wide and casting a wide net. So I really think the best way to do it is to niche down. Now I know you can't advertise it. You put some content on your website about your company and things like that as long as it's age gated and that's probably where you're going to do the most of your communication unfortunately. So it's tough because you know in another business if you're building a marketing funnel or a sales funnel all that top of the funnel stuff to drive awareness to your website you can't do a lot of it which is why this is so tough. But I think the key that you should be doing that hardly any other companies in the cannabis space are doing, which blows my mind, is content marketing on your own site. Now, you can do search engine marketing. However, you can have great SEO on your site. That's search engine optimization with knowledgeable content that is going to rank high on Google for search terms and long tail keywords. It's a new industry. There's a lot of new people coming to the space. A lot of people are Googling for information and there's not a lot of great information out there. Your site could be the key. You get them on your site and then you could potentially lightly put your products in front of them. Social media, not great for advertising your product or getting people to your website, but it's great for brand building and brand awareness. You need to age gate it, unfortunately, and you can do a subtle promotion of products to spend more and more time showcasing your values, your aesthetics, how your products are grown, some behind the scenes of the company, things that aren't product focused, but more company and value focused are all things that you should be using social media for. You can even use social media to show your participation at different events or things that you're supporting. It's a great medium to build your brand without showcasing your product. Another thing you can do on social media is, you know, ask your audience questions. You can get engaged in back and forth. That's not necessarily advertising, but it's engaging with your audience. It's definitely a gray area but it's one I think that you can definitely get away with in terms of you're not advertising, you're just answering questions from potential customers, which I don't think anyone can dock you points for. The cannabis industry is really small right now. There's a lot of money, there's a lot of players, a lot of egos, believe me, there's a lot of egos in the industry, but it is small. So you can partner with other non-competitors. So other people in the space that aren't necessarily your direct competitors and get them to give you shadows and call attention to you. These are all things that you should try to do because while you're stuck behind certain restrictions and regulations and you can't pay people to give you shout outs, but if your partners or people that like your company uh, that are working with them can give you shout outs, 
that can help get the ball rolling. It's a really tough space, but I think these are the best ways to look at it. Content marketing for getting that organic traffic and that SEO, social media for brand building, work with your partners, and also take a look at getting troops on the ground at different events that are already age-gated, that you can maybe have people there as ambassadors, not necessarily talking about the product or things like that, just making their presence known. You're not paying for advertising if someone's wearing your company logo on their shirt and just being a visible presence at these events. So Ian, and I'm sure the whole audience kind of noticed, I was kind of light on marketing tactics on what you could be doing. So I hope this helped, but it's tough. There are so many restrictions on what you can do in this space at the moment. Hopefully it loosens up in the future and allows you a little more creativity or being able to do what other people in other industries like tobacco or even alcohol are doing. But we have to remember that this is the end of a prohibition against cannabis. So things are going to take time to loosen up, if they will loosen up at all. So be patient. But in the meantime, content marketing and working with partners is a great way to do this. If you're in the retail space and you're putting your products in some of those retail stores, you can do education and promotion with the people in the stores, like the staff, and give them marketing materials for your product. If you can educate the people selling your product, that's always a fantastic way to go. And I think everyone listening kind of get behind that, whether you have your own internal sales team or you're selling into channels like retail or other spots, the more knowledge and more top of the mind awareness a person has at selling, it's very likely that your product, when they know the most about, they can talk more comfortably about it, which will come off more authentically to the customer that they're talking to. And if it's at the top of their mind, they're more likely to talk about it and recommend that product over other ones. So I know a lot of the times here in marketing, we can kind of get stuck on the tactics, the strategies to get awareness, to drive people through those marketing funnels. But really part of the key to having a successful business and making sales is the education. Spending the time to talk to customers and to talk to your salespeople and your partners so they become advocates and ambassadors for you. So they know your story, they know your product, they know your values, and then who knows whether it's a week, a month, three months from now, if it comes up in conversation with a distant relative of theirs or an old friend, someone you could never get in front of otherwise, that ambassador knows your story and they can talk about it. So I would encourage you to kind of look at your space, look at your teams, where can you improve their knowledge of your brand, your company, your products, and if they know everything inside and out, it can always be an opportunity to kind of reposition yourselves internally to your own people to make sure that they are speaking about the company the way you want them to. So that way, when you when they're speaking to other people outside the company, you know that they are on message. So thank you for the question, Ian, and thank you everyone for listening. And as always, if you need any marketing help, the email is eric at marketingsos.ca. I'm here to help with whatever questions you have. And I'd love to answer your question on an upcoming episode of the Marketing SOS Show. And with that, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk again soon.